On today's episode of the 859 Insider Podcast, Adam and I are going to walk through what happened last week. I had a couple of big games. We're you know, past the midway point of the season, so we're really getting into the nitty-gritty stuff. No Jamar Chase dancing, though. But he was dancing this weekend. Uh, but nonetheless, we're going to talk about that and look a little bit ahead to the future. Um, but I say that and welcome in my good friend and co-host and co-founder of 859 Insider, Adam Conradi. Adam, how you doing? It was it was a big weekend of of games. Uh, got a lot to talk about, but um, again, a great weekend. So how how are you doing? Yeah, we're uh, through the midway point of the season now, and the weather is starting to get colder. It's starting to be some real football weather. It's starting to feel almost like playoff time. Still Ooh. well over a month for that, but you can already start to feel it in the air just with getting colder. It's it's great. I- I will say I today was the first day where I didn't open my drawer that has all my shorts in it. I put on a pair of joggers. I put on a, a sweater and it, yeah, he, like you said, it's getting colder. And I say that it's only in the sixties, but it's definitely getting colder. And like you said, playoffs are on the horizon. So it's, 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 it's starting to become kind of the true fall football season. Um, and obviously we love that. And, uh, you know, the fall sports season in general, it's just like there's something about the cold air. I don't know how to describe this, but there's something weird. Like when, when it's really, really warm still and you leave a gym and you like it's still hot. I don't know. Like obviously sports are in swing, but it's like it doesn't really, really, really hit until like it's cold. You leave. It's at night. Like I don't know how to describe it, but uh, I feel like I've been in a high school English class going through all the senses and like describing <laughs> something. But um, yeah, let's let's jump right into last week's uh, final scores uh, to start off. Holmes defeated Holy Cross forty to twenty seven. Th- that was a little closer than I expected. I thought I figured Holmes would have kind of taken care of business. Um, I, I, I say take care of business like. No, no disrespect to Holy Cross, I guess. They definitely they kept it within two possessions. But I figured Holmes would have been um, a little, uh, you know, a little, I guess, doing a little bit better. They're riding a two-game win streak, coming off a big win over Newport. Um, but quite frankly, like, outside of their opening week win against Grant County, they haven't really, quote-unquote, beat down opponents, if that makes any sense. Uh, they, I mean, they beat Boone County by 10, they beat Newport by 4, and then they beat Holy Cross by 13. But... Nonetheless, Holmes, they get the job done. Curtez Hill, a buck 53 off 13 rush attempts for two two scores. Miguel Garcia adding a score as well. Marion Arnold adding a pair of touchdowns himself. uh, And also Maine White getting a touchdown reception. Shout out Miguel Garcia, three of four uh, for 80 yards. I I love some of these uh, stat lines with, you know, some of these offenses that are very, very run heavy and they pass the ball only a handful of times because you either get these stats that are like, Oh, for six, four interceptions or whatnot, or you get these, you know, just crazy stats that probably absolutely inflate a QBR. But again, nonetheless, Bulldogs rushing for 320 yards. But however, Holy Cross, you know, 245 yards on the ground. So uh, kudos to the Indians for keeping it close. Um, another close game, Covington Catholic beating Cooper 14 to seven. After that, after the Colonels win against Beachwood, I thought Calcath was is going to go into Union and really take care of business. But Adam, we've we've had concerns, not maybe not concerns, but we thought that the Cooper defense was going to be a true staple for the Jags this year, and they hadn't exactly showed it outside of the game against Ryle. 
They do it again against Cuffcath. They didn't get the win, but they do it again. Uh, they, I mean, Evan Pitzer still did his thing. He threw for 207 yards off seven completions for two touchdowns, one interception. Owen Lean does his thing, 69 yards on the ground, also had 114 yards receiving and a touchdown. Had two catches, too. Um, it, it just, I, I, I mean, a gritty performance. It got it done. But, Adam, what did you see out of the Colonels and the Jags? Um, as as the Jags drop an, uh, drop a, a crucial uh, home game. Uh, yeah, credit to Cub Calf, uh, their fifth straight win uh, after uh, falling to Elder Week One. So they're now five and one with uh, Boone County coming up this week, and then Highlands in three weeks with a bye in between. So two big games coming up for Cub Calf. But yeah, they're rounding in the form at the right time. And you could say the same thing as you mentioned about Cooper's defense. They've really looked pretty good in the past couple of games. Uh, only. Holding Cub Calf to 14 points, that's very impressive. And also, Austin Alexander just keeps doing his thing. Six catches, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, but Eli White with an interception as well for uh, Cooper. It, so it looks like uh, Cooper's uh, rounding into form at the right time as well, uh, coming into playoff time. They have uh, Madison consolidated from Indiana this coming week, and then Connor Boone Highlands Butler to finish off the season. So three big conference games uh, coming up right after uh, Madison next weekend. Uh, so big time for Cooper, and it looks like they're they're uh, really turning it on right now. So love love to see it for the Jaguars. I agree, and uh, it, yeah, like you said, it's it's almost unfortunate because I'm sure I'm sure Coach Borchers is never gonna look at a loss and be happy about it. But you almost want to go, okay, you you held a very solid offensive team to 14 points any on an, any other given Friday I would venture to say Cooper gets at least two touchdowns you know it, we'll see what happens but it's almost like you, you can spin or I guess internally or I guess from the or externally from the outside looking in you can spin that result into a positive and like you said they, you know they play Madison consolidated this this upcoming weekend then they play Connor Boone County and Highlands and I think that Highlands games uh, I have that circled because that's going to be a, a, a big one um, you know just mm -hmm. a classic week nine brawl but um, a couple winnable games for Cooper coming up so we'll see if uh, like you said the Jags continue that trend in the right direction. I will say, I will say as an added thing, um, Cuffcats game against Elder is looking a lot better as each week goes by. I watched the St. X Elder game last week. Elder looks really, really dang good. And uh, Cuffcats only lost to them 42-21. St. X lost to them 42-10, and it was not close. So hats off to the Colonels, because not to, not to make positives out of a loss, but I mean, sometimes you got to look and say, hey, they didn't do too bad. Uh, it was homecoming for the Walton Verona Bearcats, and they hosted the Gallatin County Wildcats. Walton Verona comes away with a 35-8 to win. Jackson Smith, 71 yards through the air, one touchdown, one interception. Added 73 yards on the ground and one touchdown there as well. And then Christopher Harward, Braden Daniels, Ben Teep, all adding a score. Uh, Jeffrey Kratzenberg with the lone receiving touchdown. Walton, again, getting it done on homecoming night. Um, we talked about explosive offenses, and I think it's safe to say Highlands is at that point. Highlands defeating Dixie Heights 59-14. to 14. Uh, Adam, I mean, we talk about, uh, you know, establishing a rhythm, and, I mean, Highlands has 
done everything, everything to do that. Brody Benke, 10 of 16, 156 passing yards, uh, three touchdowns. Cameron Geisler, three scores on the ground, averaged 10 yards a carry on 70 yards total. Just uh, talk to me about the Bluebirds because they're on a four-game win streak, and after uh, a after a couple of tough losses to begin the year, they're looking they're looking really good uh, in this last four-game stretch of their season. Yeah, a lot of 5A teams in, around Northern Kentucky rounding into form right now, as we just talked about Cupcath and Cooper. But the Highlands Bluebirds, their offense looks just pretty close to unstoppable right now. They scored, they've scored 116 points in the last two weeks. And in the last five weeks, since their uh, week one loss to South Warren, they've scored 40, 44, 24, 57, and 59. So their offense is just clicking on all cylinders right now. So it's going to be tough to stop the Bluebirds. And uh, they got a big game coming up against Connor, then Boone, and then away at Cubcath week nine. That's a huge one. Another one that we got to circle on the schedule. But, yeah, Highlands offense, can't, can't speak highly enough about them. They look fantastic. They do look fantastic. But uh, not to – totally change the subject or not the subject, but not to totally go on the uh, opposite side of the spectrum um, to a team that God bless them. They definitely love their defense. Bishop Brossert. What a win 10 to nine over the Ludlow Panthers. They go to Ludlow, they get it done. Um, That's really the best way to describe it. They get it done. Austin Shadler, uh, 99 yards passing and a touchdown score. Uh, Just it. Evan Orth adding 10 tackles, uh, Nathan Schalk, eight tackles, Logan Woosley with the same thing. Um, he also, Logan Woosley also had an interception. Just a, an absolutely gritty, gritty game mm-hmm. from the Bishop Brosser Mustangs. But they get it done. Ludlow was able to get a touchdown. They hit their PAT and they did get a safety, but it just wasn't enough to beat the Mustangs. So the Mustangs, uh, or excuse me, the Panthers, they fall to two and three. While the Mustangs, they're up to four and two uh, as they head um, and face Nicholas County, who remains undefeated after a 14-point win over Frankfurt. So big chance for uh, Bishop Brosser to maybe play spoiler there. Uh, Montgomery County defeated Grant County 48-22. to uh, Braves continuing uh, a slow start to the season, as in they are winless still, so they fall to 0-6. Connor edged out Boone County 17 to 14. We talked about that as just a, I mean, it was going to be a great game because the two teams are very similar, but uh, the Cougars get it done in Hebron. It, it just, it, again, a big, a big win for them. Uh, Cordion Abernathy getting a buck 12 on the ground. Brennan Kelly was the lone rushing touchdown score for the Cougars as he had 24 yards as well. And then Will Nagel getting the uh, touchdown catch and obviously, uh, Andrew Heron hitting the field goal. He did go one of two, so you know, but the, the one mattered. Uh, again, Connor getting their second win of the year. They are two and four now. Boone County, uh, they fall to three and three as they have a tough matchup at home against Covington Catholic. So uh, a, a tough task for the Rebels, but the Rebels uh, drop one, a close one. It would have been nice for them to go four and two, but three and three still uh, very commendable. Uh, Bracken County defeated Dayton twenty-four to zero. Mason County defeated Pendleton County 49 to 12. Newcath, they extended their win streak. Uh, you know, I'm sure our, our, our own Jacob Deedenhofer will like that. 
NCC uh, just getting it done overall. Demetric Welch, 18 carries, 209 yards and four touchdowns. He was ready for the rivalry. Luke Runyon adding another score uh, on the ground as well, off 49 yards. And Colton Smith, four of seven, 105 yards and a score. NCC, just like Cuff Cath, they remain undefeated uh, after their opening week loss to Elder. But NCC uh, still hovering in that top, uh, I, I think at this point, five rankings, on, uh, according to Bluegrass Preps. And um, I mean, the thoroughbreds at them, they're, they're looking pretty good. That was a big win against Newport. Yes, they are. Uh, uh, it looks like they can uh, make another run at the state title. Uh, they came up just short last year, and I'm sure they've all got that still on their mind. And I mean, we can't speak highly enough about Demetric Welsh. 209 yards. Feels like every other week we're talking about another 200-yard performance from him. He's been absolutely tearing it up on the ground this year. And if you have a good run game, it's hard to stop uh, that type of team. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, yeah, as you said, NCC really primed to uh, make another run for the state title, uh, adding to their story programs trophy case. Uh, Scott defeating Rowan County 37 to 34. Just a, just an absolute barn burner there. Uh, Dasani Lane, 7 of 13, 84 yards and two touchdowns. Benny Hill adding 121 yards on the ground and one score. And Dylan Giffen, 82 yards off two carries and a touchdown. Nolan Hunter and Giffen both caught receiving touchdowns uh, in what was just an offensive shootout for the Eagles. Uh, Just, I mean, a, a huge, huge win. Uh, for them, Emmanuel Mills adding, or uh, he had a uh, forced fumble, and uh, Aaron Cummins, eleven tackles, Travion Brown, ten, uh, Tim Stevenson, nine tackles. Uh, Stevenson also had two sacks. Just, uh, just an overall. Uh, I mean, had had to get it done. Like we talked about it with Bishop Brossert, uh, Scott being able to get it done. Moving along, we're going to look to the next week's slate of games. Uh, got a couple of good games in here. Uh, I mean, we're we're entering just the the part of the season where I feel like it, it's it really is make or break at this point because you know, and obviously everyone gets a shot at the playoffs. But in terms of just establishing momentum, you kind of have to start now. Um, it's pot. It's, I mean, it's football. It's, it's a week by week thing. So it really is possible to get the momentum in the flip of a switch, but, um, we're just entering that time of the season where I just feel like, yeah, like you said, the, you know, at the top of the podcast, you know, it's getting a little cold. It's starting to feel like fall. You start to get these crazy, crazy games and some of these upsets, which I think we uh, have a couple of upsets brewing this week, but, um, Let's jump right into it. Uh, first off, Dixie Heights taking on Beachwood. That one's in Fort Mitchell, and that kicks off at 7.30. Beachwood, uh, they're coming off a bye week. Uh, before that, they lost their first game of the season, their first game in 27 games to be exact. Uh, they lost to Covington Catholic, 31-14. Just, it's, it, I mean, Adam, it's almost, it, it, I mean, I don't know if uh, Coach Rash or if they, can control their bye week. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if high school scheduling is as flexible as maybe college, or I don't know if college is more flexible. I don't know, but I don't know if they control the bye week nonetheless. But the fact that it was after a game like Covcat, I think, is such a blessing for the Tigers because I mean, it, it, it's essentially a just a gut punch to uh, lose to your rivals, 31-14. Your epic win streak is snapped. But uh, I mean, it, it it's it's great for Beachwood that they had that bye week. 
Definitely. Definitely came at the right time for the Tigers and a big, another rivalry game against Dixie coming up this weekend, uh, this week, as you mentioned, and that's a huge game. Got to bounce back here. And then they have Holy Cross, uh, Lloyd, Newport, Newcalf to end the season. So you got to win this one against Dixie. Dixie's, yeah, Dixie's a tough opponent. Uh, they look, they look good at the points this season. Uh, their offense looks solid. They run the ball well. They're a six A school, but Tigers. Uh, I'd say it's a must win game for them coming off, coming off that uh, tough loss to Cupcalf, and I think they'll get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. And it, not, not to say like must win isn't like the season's over if they lose. It's just more. If you go three weeks without winning, um, I mean, I'll never say you forget how to win at Beachwood because that's just how Beachwood is. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's just not a good. That's a very difficult rut to escape. Now Beachwood, they would get out of it, and they on um, and they would probably dance their way to at least the state semifinal or championship game, uh, probably against LCA because why not? But. Um, it, it 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 yeah they I definitely agree with that it's just a game where you gotta win it and same thing with Dixie they're two and three they want to get back to a five hundred record um and I mean like you said they they have games such as you know they had a forty one thirty six loss to Cooper uh, they beat Lloyd thirteen twelve it took some late game heroics but Lloyd has proven to be a very tough team so it, it's going to be interesting to see how that game unfolds. Uh, next, Newport versus Bellevue at 7 p.m. Newport coming off a loss to their rivals, Newport Central Catholic. Catholic, excuse me, Bellevue looking for their first win of the season. Uh, that one kicks off in Bellevue at 7 p.m. Uh, Covington Catholic, they will travel to Florence to take on Boone County. Uh, again, we talked about it before. Cuffcath riding a five-game win streak. They lost one game. It was to uh, GCL Elder. Um, 42 to 21, which by the way, I think Elder and uh, Moeller, I think they play a Nippert this weekend. That's going to be a huge game. And I'm really excited to see the uh, attendance numbers for that. I think they sold 4,000 presale tickets so far as um, possibly the tweet. I might need to be double checked on that, but um, I mean, that's, that's going to be a great game. But nonetheless, we're talking about the better side of the river. Uh, Covcath playing Boone County. Boone County coming off a, a tough loss to Connor, but uh, I mean, They've been they've they've proven to be very tough this year, um, and who knows who knows what can happen. I mean, let's see if the rebels can pull it off. I don't I don't have it on me um, when the last time Boone County beat Cuffcath was, but I I mean, why not let it fly? Walton Verona will take on Carroll County uh, again at seven thirty. Uh, Highlands versus Connor. This is a big one, Adam. Um, just for Highlands, I mean they're. Like we said earlier, they're just really hitting their stride. And Connor, they got their second win of the season. But um, what do you what do you see that from the Bluebirds? Um, they're riding a four game win streak. Their offense is just firing. Uh, they've put up at least forty points in four of the six games they've played. What what do you see from the Bluebirds in the in the upcoming game uh, in Hebron? And uh, what do they have to do to uh, make sure that Connor kind of gets put away early uh yeah highlands uh just needs to run the ball uh early uh they did this past week again with uh cam geisler he had three touchdowns i believe on the ground and he ran for uh 80 86 yards uh they have a 
they have multiple guys that can uh, run the ball, and that's what they just need to establish early because we already know what they have in their passing game, and it's very impressive. But in order to open, open up the passing game like they have been the past couple of weeks, you got to establish the run first. So that's what Highlands has to do, and I think they will. They've been doing it uh, very well the past few weeks. As you said, their offense has been putting up just some video game numbers, and they're looking to about – looking to bounce back from a loss to Connor uh, last season, uh, 21 to 13 in Hebron. So, or no, that was in Fort Thomas. Uh, this the game this year is in uh, Hebron. So they're looking, looking to bounce back from that. Should be, should be a fun one. I think I'd take the birds by this one in this one by a couple of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I agree, but should be an enticing contest. Um, another enticing contest is going to be Madison Consolidated out of Indiana. Uh, the Cubs, they travel to Union to face Cooper. Uh, they played a couple of, uh, or just, or they played a couple of um, Kentucky teams. They opened the season against Boyle County and they lost 50 to two. And then they uh, played a couple weeks later against Carroll County and defeated the Panthers seven to six. Um, so d- based on that, I guess I, I hate to use transitive property, but I guess based on that, maybe Cooper might be expected to win there. But uh, we'll see. Um, I, I'm reading here that also, according to Max Preps, Madison beat Milan High School, which is the same high school that Hoosiers is uh, based on. So how about that? Uh, so, yeah, Cooper hosts uh, Madison Consolidated at 730. Um, Adam, we talked, I mean, I, I, again, I, I hate to say, I hate to say, must win in a season-defining way. I think earlier when we said about Beachwood, it's it's more of like a, you just needed to get back on track. But with Cooper, I feel like, I mean, you got to you got to get this, you got to get things done at home. You can't you can't drop the two and four, especially when you have the talent that you have. But uh, what is what is what does Cooper need to do to make sure that they get to three and three before they face uh, Connor in the coming weeks, uh, as well as Boone County? But Adam, what does Cooper need to do this weekend? Uh, yeah, I think this is a get right game for Cooper. Uh, as you mentioned, Madison, I, I think Cooper definitely has the clear advantage here. Home game as well. Uh, Jaguars defense has been looking very good, and I want to see that continue uh, as well. And also, Cam O'Hara has been very, very fun to watch this year, as well as Austin Alexander and all the other great players that they have on that team. I think Cooper is going to win this one big and get some momentum going in, into a couple, three straight big uh, district games coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a big stretch for the Jags. Grant County has a tough matchup. They play Frederick Douglass. That one will kick off. Um, they're in Lexington, right, Frederick Douglass? Yes. Yeah, that kicks off in Lexington at 6.30. Uh, Owen County faces Gallatin County. That rivalry game will kick off in Warsaw at 7.30. Uh, Montgomery County, they take on Lloyd. Uh, I believe Lloyd is coming off a bye week, if I'm not mistaken. But Montgomery County, um, they they won two straight games. Uh, they dropped their first three games. Um, and then, obviously, like I just said, two wins. Uh, they defeated Russell and Grant County. But they, of course, will... Uh, travel to Erlinger to face Lloyd, so that should be a good one. Uh, Lloyd three and two, coming off. Uh, they are coming off bye week, and as well, they are coming off uh, a couple big wins from over Boone County and Bishop Brossert. So Lloyd could go to four and two when they face uh, Newport, which again should be a great game. So that one, uh, circle circling a few dates on the calendar. Got some great games coming up uh, this weekend and next. Um, Ludlow, they will face Mason County. That one gets started at 7.30. 
Bishop Brossert looking to capitalize off their close win against Ludlow. Uh, they face Nicholas County, who is undefeated. Um, that one, again, begins at 730. Lewis County versus Pendleton County. That one at, kicks off at 730 as well. Harrison County, they face Scott. That one will be a good test for the Eagles, who are coming off uh, just a huge district win against Rowan County. Um, next is uh, Corbin and Simon Kenton. Now, Adam, uh, Corbin is obviously uh, always just a respected team uh, in their class. They're undefeated, and they play, uh, obviously, Simon Kenton. Coming off a bit of an interesting situation, um, you know, Connorsville canceling or pulling out of the contract to play the game. So Simon Kenton awarded a win, but I mean, just a terrible situation considering it was supposed to be Simon Kenton's homecoming game. Um, I, the last update I saw is that they replaced that with soccer game. So um, it should be, uh, I mean, it, at least they got that, but Adam um, just a, a huge game. I mean, they, they, they haven't played a football game since September 9th when they lost 30 to seven against Beachwood. I mean, what does Simon Ken got to do? Because that's that's tough to get out of that. Uh, I mean, three straight weeks without playing. That's that's extremely difficult. Yeah, Simon Kenton came out as one of the hottest teams in Northern Kentucky, two and zero right out of the gate, 56-16 over Oldham County, then forty-two to forty over Highlands. So their offense was clicking on all cylinders, and then they had a couple of injuries as well. So I think this time off could really be good in some ways for Simon Kenton, obviously it's not great when you miss three weeks in the middle of uh, high school football season, but when you're knocked up and you need some time to get healthy, I, I think this could be good. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely agree. And Chase Crone is hovering around that Simon Kenton all time passing record mark. So uh, he can do it at home, pull off an upset against one of the best teams in four a We'll see what happens, but it'll definitely be a really tough test for the Pioneers. And last, but certainly not least, Ryle, they face Louisville St. X. That, that's going to be a good one, considering Louisville St. X is coming off a big win against Trinity. Uh, they won 13-8 to at um, Cardinal Stadium. What's, what's the new name of the stadium? I guess I never, I was about to call it Papa John's Stadium. Is it still Papa John's? No, it's uh, Cardinal Stadium now. They, they still it? don't have a sponsor on it ever since they okay. took it off Papa's name. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good and bad. I guess bad because the, the, you're not making any, I guess the school isn't making any money, but good because Cardinal Stadium just has a nice ring to it. That's just a, it just, I mean, it sounds good. Okay. Like Paycor Stadium. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Ryle, they, they go. They'll have to go to Louisville and face. I mean, presumably the uh, noose, or I, I don't know if they were ranked six, the number one team in six A earlier, or if um, if someone else had that title. But nonetheless, Ryle, that's a tough one, Adam. Um, just who's? I mean, obviously, Vrax has to play lights out. Caden Gardner's Gardner has is gonna he's going to do his thing. It's not a matter of he has to, but he's going to. Um, but what are some of the keys for Ryle to pull off this upset? Because it's going to be a challenging task, no matter how well they play. Because we see we've seen them play well and still lose, as seen against Highlands. But uh, what does Ryle have to do to be able to pull off this upset? Uh, yeah, they really just need to limit their turnovers on offense. They can't. You can't have any giveaways against a good as as good of a team as St. X is this season coming in with 
one loss this season only to Elder, uh, same team that uh, Cupcat fell to. So it's it's going to be a tough one on the road in Louisville uh, in front of a huge crowd on a on a chilly Friday night. And you just got to play great football. You got to you got to play smart. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one for the Raiders this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd, it'd be a, it'd be a huge win. But yeah, like you said, um Pretty difficult. Um, Adam, any uh, closing remar- remarks before we uh, wrap this up? Oh, uh, yeah. Just excited for another uh, week of high school football. Uh, we're getting uh, just past the midway point in the season. So we're uh, going to be figuring out uh, some playoff matchups here soon. So uh, be on the lookout for uh, some playoff brackets and things like that. And also stat- more uh, stat updates coming up soon. Yep, and then we're still we're still on the lookout for the uh, overall sports stat updates. Uh, we got some sports finishing up their respective seasons, and we'll catch you up to date on that as well. But for Adam Conradi, I'm Noah Ziegler. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.